Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Well, I can guarantee you, you're going to be entertained today. Ain't no doubt about it. Thanks for the download. We've got a great, we've got a great group for you. Yeah, we'll tell you about them in just a little bit. Want to tell you a little bit more about our podcast? We uh, publish every Wednesday. We do thank you for listening and make us one of the hottest. Uh, uh, songwriter uh, podcasts out there on the internet right now. Uh, we're pro- approaching 150,000 downloads, and that's all because of you, and, and we certainly appreciate it. So uh, we want to keep that good work going. This is uh, Season 3, Episode 23, and as I mentioned recently on the show, when I first started doing this, I didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, I had friends that did podcasts. I thought, you know, I'd love to do that. My favorite thing to do in radio was interview artists. And so I thought, well, I could do that here around my dining room table. The table has become a, a character on the show, the Duncan Fife dining room table. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just so surprised at how well it's gone so far. You're blowing me away. Uh, so what I've decided to do is just keep season three going maybe forever. You know, we're, we're just going to go episode to episode now rather than doing seasons. I thought that's how you did it, but I guess it doesn't matter. So uh, it's been a hot year. <laughs> And we've had a lot of cool guests, so we're just going to keep it on going. I want to thank our sponsor up front. It's Mark Allen Barnett Tours here in Nashville. There are a lot. When you come to Nashville, there are a lot of tours that you can take. Ryman, the Opry, uh, find out the ghost tours, where the stars live. But if you're a songwriter and you're thinking about this as a business, I recommend my friend Mark Allen Barnett. He does these songwriter tours, and he will show you the biz up close. He'll write with you. He'll uh, he'll give you line-by-line critiques and uh, get you on stage performing, take you around and introduce you to people, um, get you to know the business, the publishers, the producers. You can up your game three to five years in just a day. Uh, if you want to look into these tours, it's markallenbarnett.com. And Mark is M-A-R-C-A-L-A-N. And then Barnett is like barn with E-T-T-E on the end. Thank you, Mark, who always says, you don't choose music, music chooses you. We've got hits and grins with us today. Woo-hoo! Oh, my God. These are all hit writers that they've come together and they put together this act that they have and play all over the country. We're going to dig in. But first, let's tell you who they are. Uh, and you've got a song that does that just well, right? Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Three, four. and grins. Let me introduce you to them. <laughs> Victoria Veneer. She's playing the mandolin and singing. Oh my God, that note just, was, did that hurt? <laughs> no, but you're killing me. You're making me laugh. Oh man. <laughs> Steve Dean, who is a big time hit writer. Uh, you know that song, Watching You. 
he wrote that and many others. And I think that was like the most song played on radio, most played song on radio the year it came out. By 2007. Ro- 2007. Yes, sir. By Roddy Atkins and many other songs. I'm ready to get to talk about you. Yeah. I'm just so, so thankful that you're here. Um, you. Season one, the very, I think it was the third show, because we, we started with three Bills. We had Billy Lee, who wrote the one for <laughs> Gary, Gary Allen. We had Bill O'Hanlon, who's been on the Oprah show and has written a lot of books and on songwriting and things. And then we had Bill White. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're like, is it going to be the Bill Show? No. Yeah. So go back and listen to that episode. But Bill, good to have you back. It's good to be back. Yeah. I, I, I always know I'm in the room with a true radio guy <laughs> when the dang kitchen table is sponsored. That's that's a who's the sponsor of the table again? Who is it? Mark Allen Barnett, two rooms, me. He's my buddy. Well, he placed the tables and chairs, so it's kind of appropriate. He, he does. He has that song, tables and chairs. Yeah. That's right. That's awesome. Bill, you, it's been a little while since I've seen you, but you know, I got I wanted to tell you right away, congratulate you on that great song. That and you've got so many other songs out there. But just recently, I saw the video of um, of the Aldridge's singing. Uh, oh, circle, Grand Old Circle, Grand yeah. Old Circle. Yeah. What an awesome song. Yeah, thank you. That's a. It's a thrill to be a part of that. You know, they've become almost. They're not invited members of the Opry, but they've already been on. I think over 40 times now, and they're yeah. getting ready to do it again. So I think they're going to become Opry members one of these days. And they're Got a just they will. Yeah. terrific. And Brooke, who's the girl singer of that, has been the IVMA vocalist of the year four different times. So they're the real deal. And they love the Grand Old Opry. And I grew up loving the history like, like you yes. did. Oh, I so I mm-hmm. always thought, man, you know, there's been songs written about the Opry. And our good friend Bobby Tomberl is one of those guys that wrote a great Opry song. But I thought nobody had ever really written about that six-foot piece of circle that the artists stand in. So we concentrated on the history of that circle, and the song took off for them. And then we got a great write-up in Billboard magazine. It was the only time in the history of Billboard magazine that they've ever put the spotlight on a bluegrass song. Mm. So that was an honor, too. And I'm I'm happy for me, and I'm happy for them, and I'm happy that you like the song. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're trying to get them on the show. and They're very busy right now. We're yeah. trying to get them on the show, and we've talked about it. It's just uh, this is a busy time of the year for folks that are out there. Victoria, a little bit about you. You're from Dixon, Illinois, which, and I looked that up. It's, um, just, it's a little map that, that's pretty close to the Iowa border. Uh, yes. Yeah. And it look it looks like it's about an hour, 40-minute drive from Chicago. But if you're... About two hours. Yeah. If you're yeah. figuring in Chicago traffic, probably four and a half, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't go there much. <laughs> don't go there much. <laughs> How long have you been in Nashville? Uh, I, you know, I don't know if you know what Opryland is, but... Yeah. Uh, I remember Opryland. Uh, yeah. Is but I was one of Dave last, is old. He knows everything, yeah. Victoria. Don't, I was don't. one of the last casts at, at Opryland. Were you really? USA, yeah. So yeah. I came. That's what brought me to Nashville. And then wow. I got my first publishing deal shortly thereafter. So you've been um, writing professionally. Yeah, uh, for a yeah, while. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we they just had a, uh, a special online about mm-hmm. Opryland. And I don't know if you saw that. I did the see video. It. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on that. You're video, on that? Yeah, several times. I've got to rewatch. And... Um, it was just really cool to to watch that go by and mm-hmm. and see all the careers that were launched. Unbelievable. Uh, there is where I met my husband as well, uh, who was in Diamond Rio, and it just it was it's just it's just crazy to see all the history. Uh, and you know, fortunately, the General Jackson is still there. And yes. Still, still doing great shows and, and entertainment and yes, is a, still a beautiful kind of Opryland Nashville icon. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, from Dixon, you know, hometown of Ronald Reagan, John Deere tractor and Rainer garage doors. How about that? So you got well, three sponsors right and there. You. <laughs> and, yeah. and you. Well, it's good to have you here. Yeah, Thank you. Steve Dean, hit yes, writer. Sir. You've been here for a little while from Little Rock, Arkansas. Correct? Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. I moved to, I moved to Nashville in 1980, actually. 1980. Yeah. That was my first trip to Nashville. 1980. It was. And Opryland was still here. Most people say, I wasn't even oh, yeah. born then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just started in country radio in 1980. Yeah. So, uh, and the first thing that we send me down here, and I visited Opryland. Yeah, I'm so sad that Opryland is gone. It, it, it's just a travesty. It yeah, really is. Because it, it launched uh, a lot of careers, didn't it? It sure did. I, yeah. could, I could name five people that were in my cast that are, you know. That are huge? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not that it, so. When I talked to Bob Dylan, he says, never drop names. But if you want to on this show... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, John Rich. Oh, yeah. I've heard of him. Doesn't he have a bar downtown? I, th- I think he does. Um, uh, Shelly Wright. Oh, yeah. Um, Shelly Wright. Uh, Dean Sams and uh, Rich McDonald of Lone Star. How about that? Great. Um, James yeah. Bonamy. Uh, I remember Ken his, Mellons. I remember them, um, too. 
We had them in Cincinnati back when Bill worked there. Oh, it is. Rub a dub. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the list goes, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool, Steve. I'm, I'm sorry. That's I get, okay. I get sidetracked. That's Squirrel. Fun. You know, I get this song called <laughs> Squirrel I mean, Train. Talking about I'm just the guy in the middle. The guy in the middle. He said, "Meet in the middle." Oh my gosh, the songs that you've had over the years, absolutely incredible, man. Thank you, man. And, it's been a long haul, I'll tell you. It is, uh, and I never did look back when I moved to Nashville to be a songwriter. That's what you wanted to do. And uh, I first came over in 1978 because mm-hmm. I met a guy in. in uh, from Little Rock, actually, who had a studio here named Jerry Shook. Hmm. And he was a famous uh, session player okay. around town yeah. uh, back in those days. And, and um, I met, I, I just by chance got to meet him because I was working for an advertising, that's my degree, advertising. I was working oh. for an advertising agency in Little Rock. And my first job was to get in the car with him and drive over to Nashville to do a, a single, uh, I mean, do a session for jingles. Wow. And so we were doing that. And Were you uh, writing jingles at the time? Well, I, yeah, I was, yeah, but mm-hmm. nothing you ever heard. I mean, I wrote a few, and we got a few on the on the radio, and, and like, um, what do you call it, local, <laughs> local to uh, regional, maybe at the best. Oh, that's cool. But anyway, um, so Jerry uh, took me under his wing. I mean, being from Little Rock, there's just for some reason there's that kind of a bond, you know, immediately, and and I knew his brother too, Richard, who played, who was was the band leader for Jerry Reed. Oh wow! So. Mm-hmm. That takes me back to back to the very beginning um, when I first started coming here. But the first time I drove down uh, 18th Avenue, they drove us around. To, they they routed us around to um, Wedgwood off the interstate coming right. in from Little Rock, and we mm-hmm. got on 18th Avenue. And the very first time I drove down there, uh, I was like, "I'm moving here. I know I'm moving here." And before I even got to the studio, wow, it was just that feeling that I got in my heart that I am moving to Nashville, and this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm called to do. I believe that. Mm-hmm. So follow that passion. That's mm-hmm. right, and I never looked back. Yeah, and I just took the good with the bad, and and uh, have rolled with it all these years. It's been a lot of good. Yeah, it has been. I mean, and I don't every the worst day I've ever had in in the music business is still a great day. I agree. It's going to tell you. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I tell you what, <laughs> I'd rather do that than just about anything. Right. Yeah, so absolutely, and, and I think that's the kind of feeling that you have to have if you yeah. want to make it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was talking cool. to a group of kids yesterday from, uh, I guess, I think they were in Washington, D.C. The company is called Constituting America. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, they're teaching kids about the importance of the Constitution and, mm-hmm. and about American, you know, the heart of America kind of thing, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. not to let that history get lost. And they had a, had a songwriting contest and eight, there was eight kids, four from junior high and four from high school. And I told them that very thing. I said, man, if you're, I said, how many of you guys really want to do this for your, do you think you want to do this for, to make your living doing a, being a songwriter? Yeah. And all of them raised their hand. And I said, I know y'all are pretty young right now because they were junior high, four of them were junior high and four of them were high school. And I said, you don't have to make that decision now. But I was lucky because when I was 10 years old, I saw Paul McCartney on, <laughs> on the Ed Sullivan show and I knew what I wanted to do at that point. No kidding. And I didn't know about, I didn't know they were writing their own songs at the time. My dad, a few weeks later, said, you know, Steve, you know what's so cool about the Beatles? And I went, well, what? And he goes, <laughs> Everything, right? He goes, yeah. they write their own songs. Yeah. And I went, wow, uh, that was really cool. So I started writing songs when I was about 10 years old. Wow. And, and I never dreamed I'd be in Nashville. I didn't ever dreamed. Uh, I just dreamed it. You know, I didn't ever think about it back then. But mm. anyway, I told those kids that and I said, and if you're if you're going to make that if you're going to make that decision, do it and don't look back. Just do it. Yeah, you'll be happy you did. Get in there and starve with the rest of us, for God's sake. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. So. <laughs> I didn't tell them that. But. <laughs> yeah. And this is life with Bill. Yeah, and this is life with Bill. <laughs> Bill, by the way, a Hall of Fame. Uh, country DJ and in the Country uh, DJ Hall of Fame, and um, had a chance to work with you a bit, a couple times. Yeah, in we did. And, sure did. Good days, I, yeah, great days, awesome times. Yeah, and, and you've got a great song about that, which is we did in, in the episode about uh, Face for Radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome yeah, song. yeah, that's, yeah. Is that I've kind actually, of been your signature song. Well, you know what? That song, um, it, you know, and these guys can tell you too. You just never know when you write a song. Sometimes you think. Yeah. When you're done with it, you think, you know, my process is a lot of times I'll think, boy, this is really a great song. When you come out of the writing room almost every day, you think, wow, this is really a great song. And then by the yeah. time I get home, I'm thinking, 
That's a great song, isn't it? You know, I hope that's a great song. Is that a pretty good song? song, You know, and you never, and you do not, you really do not ever know for sure until you sing it out for a few audiences or you test it out and and you get your answer back. And I've been surprised many times both ways. Songs that I didn't think were all that get a big reaction and songs that I thought were all that don't get such. So you learn how to call and you start to find out what hits home. And And I finally figured that face for radio hits home because it's all true and people can relate to that they understand that what you're telling them is something you've actually lived through your life and uh and it lands every time that that we do it it's become a favorite another thing about it though my observation when we're doing that song is i mean i thought man this is a great 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 song Mm -hmm. and bill being a comedian though yeah yeah a lot of (laughs) times when he hits that first punchline people start laughing and i'm like wait (laughs) This ain't funny at all. This is true, you know, but yeah. they think since he's a comedian that it's a punchline. That happens know? a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're geared every third round, every third person, every third time in our show, it's me. And usually yeah. it's a funny song. Yeah. So they get teed up for every time it comes my way, they're prepared to laugh. Uh-huh. So if I do a serious You're song, I pretty party. much have to say, this is not a joke. <laughs> this just so, this is just so, just so you know. So. <laughs> the guy that wrote the song about boobs, yeah. right? Yes. Guy that wrote the song exactly. about going ugly early. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. we we know who grins are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm yeah. aunt. Yeah. yeah, and and she's aunt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. And your aunt. I am aunt. In fact, I'm, I'm going to get a T-shirt that just says "Ant." I want to rename it to be more I'm, accurate. I'm normally the person in the middle. Which yeah, is it is. Hits and grins. Yeah. Uh, but you've had success <laughs> songwriting too, though, right? A little. Yeah. A little. We got to yeah. move that mic yeah. back. Yeah. Well, it, we're we're sharing a mic. And, talking, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. In Victoria's know. case, we sh- it should be called "Hits!" Exclamation point grins. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she makes an impact when it's her turn. Oh, oh, oh I got you. Yeah. Would, would it be her turn right now or no? Whose turn is it now? Well, well usually we can, uh, it the would, show it goes Steve, him. Victoria, me. But we, so. don't, it doesn't matter. It, we don't care. Okay. Usually, you want to just, since you got the cojones. Oh, sure, you guys want to do Memphis? I think this is going to be fun. Sure. Memphis? Okay. Yeah. Sing about Memphis. This is a song that the three of us wrote, and this story is pretty funny. Yeah. We were in a traffic jam. Oh, yeah? Because we, we are in the car a lot together. We spend a lot of hours traveling around together. I bet you do. Oh, that yeah. car. I know what their deodorants are, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> the car rides, the stories we could tell. But this is one story we will tell about one car ride that was not fun. No? But we came out of it with a hit song. So, oh, that's cool. And the thing is, yeah. we wrote the song in the car uh, in a traffic jam in Memphis, but we were we decided that we were going to play it that night in Little Rock for our show. That is courageous. Bill was not excited about that, but Steve and no. I were like, well, let's do it. And I he's mean, like, no. It's a little, I'm always a little nervous about the first time you do a song, you know. Absolutely. I got to do it a hundred times. It was brand new. It yeah. Brand new but, but we carved it into what it is now. Yeah, and it's, it, it went well. It did so it's evolved. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's do this final iteration. Okay. <laughs> You got your note? Okay. One, two. Oh, 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 Memphis. I had enough of this river town. Yeah. 
Great song, and you're telling me you wrote this in the car in the traffic jam in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Looking at the uh, pyramid, that's some writing. And we put it on a hit, uh, one of our hits and grin CDs. And Victoria's uh-huh. in a duo called TNT Duo, uh, uh-huh. a very talented duo. They cut it with horns, which is really great. Ooh, but last year, uh, Jeannie Kendall also recorded it too From on the a solo Kindles. project. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of the Kendalls. Yeah, she did wow. a great job on it. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great song. So hits and grins are our guests: Bill White, Steve Dean, Victoria Veneer. Uh, amazing, Victoria, you're a multi instrumentalist. She's played the Coyone on that. We had to beat, and she plays uh, mandolin. You play guitar too, right? A little bit. All of the, yeah. I, try, I, I do. I do enough just to get in trouble with each of them. But a fantastic, <laughs> that fantastic singer too. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you Thank can get in you. trouble. <laughs> we don't mind. <laughs> Absolutely, it's good stuff. How long have you been together playing? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, I don't even know. Years fly. Probably mm-hmm. at least eight years. Eight. I think it's eight. Eight years. Eight or nine. Wow. In this ensemble. Yeah, and then Steve and I, there was another girl before Victoria for a couple of years, Lisa Schaefer, who I think you Schaefer. know was the original girl part of Hits and Grins, and she retired and got out of the business and gotcha. went back to near where you live and had babies you know, <laughs> on a farm. And then they recruited yeah. me. Yeah. And they recruited And then you. we recruited her. Yeah. Steve, wow. Steve knew her. You know? Yeah. The day that I asked. In a funny kind of way, I said, you know, uh, Lisa's leaving Hits and Grins, and do you know anybody that might could fill her in place? <laughs> might could fill her place. And it's a whole different deal now. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole, different with, show. She brings so much to it. Yeah, I can see. With, uh, with yeah. Cajon, especially that Cajon. I mean, that, that gets a beat going. It does. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's like having a drummer. Yeah. Kind of, you know. That's and we have the We have the banjo show. involved and, you know, What's cool is... Now, who plays banjo? You do, too. Multi-instrumentalist. Uh, what's cool is, that, you know, especially with something like Southern Star. So yeah. Steve's got this these songs. And, and, and in Bill, too, you know, he'll, he'll bring up a song, and, and we'll just play around with it in rehearsals and just say, oh... Uh, maybe I should play Cajon. Maybe I should play Cajon on that, and uh-huh. uh, or like I'll bring in the, the gandolin or the ganjo, and and it has added some really cool textures. Mm-hmm. You know, because most songwriters you you go to to wire choir. It's just guitar, guitar, guitar. Yeah. And then one person plays, and one person plays. We play on each other's songs, and we've caught the harmonies, and we, you know, like Steve might be playing some kind of a lick at the beginning, and. Uh, Bill will play in a different position. And, and you know, it's just this more depth, you know, texture to it. And not to mention the pyrotechnics and the holograms and all that, you know, that we use too. So. You got you to be careful. So it's, yeah. I know. Yeah, you yeah. never know what he's going to yeah. come out with. So. Yeah, he sometimes, you know. <laughs> or last, not. The last time he, he showed up in a Speedo. So you just, he yeah. did. Yeah. In yeah. a Speedo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry I missed that one. Yeah, you sure are. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> yeah. But your harmonies are great. Oh, just just fantastic. You. Yeah. You know. Um, hey, Steve, can we hear one from you now? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Dave, the shirt that you're wearing today, the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. And, uh, I've been a Beatles fan for quite a while, I guess. Pretty yeah, much too, my life. But, He's uh, a Beatles maniac. Yeah. Right, Bill? He, it certainly, certainly he is. His, his studio mm-hmm. is full of. Beatles crap uh, memorabilia <laughs> that he's got up there, Dave. Like you've got, you've got some, uh, over there. Yeah. a whole bunch of that. Well, see, here's what happened. I, uh, it, I, it was an epiphany for me because I remember my daughter giving me a magazine that commemorated the 50th anniversary of the Beatles being on Ed Sullivan show. Wow. Now I can easily remember when it had been 20 years, and I was thinking, Wow, it's been 20 years since the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan. <laughs> 50 years. McCartney's 80. He's 80. He just turned 80. No. He just turned 80. I know. 
right? But uh, still so, looking good too. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, we were is. thumbing through this. I was thumbing through this this magazine, and I was telling Bill, I was like, we were just looking at it, and I was like, man, I guess if you could blame anybody for the way I turned out, you could blame it on the Beatles. And he goes, "There's our song idea." Right there, there it is. So, Got to write that one. Here we go. Ready? All right. One, two, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sullivan in '64 on a Zenith, black and white. Four young lads from Liverpool in my living room that night. Goo goo ka choo, goo goo ka choo. Well, they electrified me when I saw them standing there. Changed my life and history and the length of my hair. Goo goo ka choo, goo goo ka choo. Well, I'm so glad I'm stuck on Abbey Road. Walking in that crosswalk with no socks on my toes. But it's almost like it's always yesterday. And if you're looking for someone to play, Revolution on 1968. You can find a piece of me somewhere on Penny Lane. Goo 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 And I'm a Lonely Hearts Club member of Sergeant Pepper's band. And if you just can't let it be, you'll never understand. Goo 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 Glad I'm stuck on every road Walking in that crosswalk with no signs on my toes It's almost like it's always yesterday And if you're looking for someone to blame Blame it on the Beatles I never met the Maharishi I still don't get Yoko I don't know if Paul's a walrus or John George or Ringo, but I'm so glad I'm stuck on Abbey Road, walking in that crosswalk, no socks on my toes. It's almost like it's always yesterday. Awesome. <laughs> Here's your challenge. Uh, back it up and then count how many yep. Beatles references you can find yep. in that song. Yeah. Incredible. We ask the audience that all the time. Do you? How many of you are Beatles fans? Woo! Uh-huh. How many of you know exactly how, how many, many Beatles references were made? Is there an answer to that? There is. I don't know. I guess there is. There is? I don't know. I've we've never, really we've, never, we've never fully counted. Uh-huh. Well, we, we tried once, but it, it was a lot. I just, I've never bothered to count, but there's a bunch. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. just songs, but albums, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So let me ask Steve, yeah. favorite Beatles album? Um, On the spot. Okay, On the Spot. Revolver. Yeah. Revolver. And, and actually, I say Revolver and also um, Rubber Soul. Those two. Oh, those are great. Those are right side, they were released the same year, within six months of each other. I believe, yeah. so. Wow. Good answer. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I've always been a fan of Abbey Road, but you know, I've been I getting, like Abbey Road too. You know, I bought uh, I bought a turntable again. Uh that first stimulus check that came in, I said to Patty, my wife, I said, How about we buy a stereo? I, I used to have being a DJ I had thousands. I mean, I probably had about five thousand records that I wow. sold to a vinyl store in Cincinnati before we located here. And then all of a sudden vinyl comes back. 
And I'm like hitting myself. Why? Yeah. Why did I do that? What would they give you for a vinyl album then, Dave? Oh, you know what? I sold the whole kit and caboodle for like, I want to say it was 550 bucks, something like that. Yeah. The whole thing. 5,000? Yeah. 500. No, no, yeah. 5,000. But I had, a, yeah, I had about 5,000. Yeah. And I had probably double that in 45s. It's amazing, unless it's really a unique yeah. album, how they've not really. I'm yeah. surprised they haven't valued more, to tell you the truth. I, I am too. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it depends. You can find them every now and then. You know, I'm the kind of guy that go through the bins. Oh, oh me too. That one might be. Uh, me you know. too. Yeah. And first thing I did was I had to buy all the Beatles records again. And I mean, all the way back, you know, uh, and then get my hands on. So. See, I did and, that too. Yeah. Uh, I, I, then I had cassettes. Uh-huh. I bought all the cassettes. <laughs> then I. Actually, eight tracks were first. Yeah, that's right. And I have my old eight track player at, at the. And it's in my. I put it in my. With my regular stereo system. Right. And there's a. There's a Beatles eight track sticking out of it. You know, it's not. It still works, but I just. It's just for. Show. Especially for somebody who goes, wow, uh, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's an eight track. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. I belong to a Facebook, a Facebook um, page uh, group that, that calls themselves, uh, I was a disc jockey that actually jockeyed discs, and I'm not talking CDs. I mean, we queued the records, right, Bill? We queued them up. Backed them up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Queued it. Queued it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's how I started with vinyl on yeah. here. Yeah. Then went to cartridge tape. Then the CDs, that's right, and then well, all is digital. Is tape easy? Car- yeah, I mean, relative. I'm, I'm, I'm like a lot of folks. I, I finally had to learn about the time the digital era came in that I had to quit resisting change, yeah. or I was going to get run over. Oh, you yeah, know, right. yeah. And because uh, I hate change, because you get so comfortable in what you know, so <laughs> yeah. you have to relearn. So I always, had, and I finally realized every time I did learn new technology, it made my life easier and things went faster. But yeah. tapes were basically, yeah, you had to record them. So I'm sure you recorded some of those too. Oh, and there was yeah. a method to that, but then. Basically, just slides in a cart machine and you hit the button. So and it looks like an e I know it looks. It like does. Yeah. It, it, it does. Yeah. But how does? What would you? Do you had to record stuff on? Yeah. It oh yeah. You might take it from vinyl onto onto tape. So it was actually, like an eight-track then. Basically, sort of. Yeah. Very sort much of like it. Very it much. So. Yeah. They, they made some that were this big. I can yeah. remember my first job. I mean, this big, and you could slide one, and they yeah. would play for an hour. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting, yeah. man. Yeah. It was something. Because see, I was a closet dude. For those of you on the radio listening on the radio, it was this big. So there you go. So, this big. That this big? big? Yeah. I thought it was bigger than that. No, it was, well, that's another show, Steve, another podcast. Oh, okay, so, all right. We so. did it because you could cue burn those records. When you'd back them up, you'd, you would get a little burn in the, in the yep. vinyl. Yep. Yeah. But if you yep. would record it, then, you know. Yep. Then, then there was a method. A, there was a method. You knew how far to slip it back so that when you hit yep. When you flip the toggle, that it. it would start right up. Oh, yeah. okay. So, that's what I was going to ask. So yeah. it had like a pause button or yeah. something? Yeah. Back just... when I started, it was a switch on the turntable itself. You just threw the switch. Right. But then you got remote starts later that would start right on the, board. the turntable. Yeah, yeah, you touch it on the board and start yeah. the turntable. Oh, and when that came out, oh, yeah. that was, I oh, didn't I, have to turn around anymore. I know. To reach for the button. I know. <laughs> you know? Yep. And I can remember days I'd turn around to reach for the button. There wasn't a record there. Yeah. I forgot to put one on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. I'm actually getting ready to go back to Missouri here on July 1, yeah. my home state. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to get to go uh, to where that first little radio job that I was in started in a one-bedroom trailer. Now they moved into a barn after two years when I was a kid. From a trailer so to a barn. That's exactly right. And, wow. and the barn still stands there. But they're doing the very first song I ever recorded was a stupid song called Momo the Missouri Monster. And it won't die about a monster. Uh, we got a phone call. The morning guy got a phone call from this person in Louisiana, Missouri, a small town, claiming they saw a Bigfoot in the woods. Wow. So Joe Lewis was his name. He put it on the air, and the thing just took off. And the St. Louis media is out there tromping through the woods looking for this stupid thing. And one day they came in because they knew I played guitar, and I was about 22, 23 years old, yep. and brought me this poem called Momo the Missouri Monster. So the first time I ever came to Nashville was to record that song. Wow. First time I was ever in a studio and a friend who was a musician took me. And that song has lasted 50 years where they still play it. They still love it. And the myth just grows and grows. They're doing an entire Momo Festival to celebrate the 50th, anif- 50th anniversary. And I'm playing a concert and yes. playing the song. You well, know, you when I go up there. It's amazing. Oh there's Momo t-shirts. It's got, there's a I Momo burger. It's stupid. Momo you know, burger. There's a Momo burger. If you come back without Momo t-shirts for Steve and I, oh, no. you're fine. Oh, okay. I'll get you one. You're fine. I'll get you one. I'll get you one. Pretty, yeah. ama- Me pretty too. amazing. Me too. Pretty amazing. I know I'm pushing my luck there. Yeah. But, but all the songs amazing. I've written in all my life, I can honestly, that song has had more attention than anything 
yeah. in that area, especially than anything I've ever ever written. It hit a couple of charts in Missouri when it came, and wow. I didn't know anything about anything in this day and age where everything goes viral. If I'd have sung it on TikTok, or I, it would have could have blown up. You, you bet. Know? So yeah, you ought to just do that anyway. Yeah. And no, I don't want to. Monster's still I around. I don't here. know that I want to be married to Momo <laughs> for. <laughs> Yeah. It's only been 50 years. <laughs> it's only 50 years has been That's following me around. Yeah. Or so. You ever write a song like that that just you have to play every time you go somewhere? Oh, watching. Like, well, if you write hit songs like Steve yeah. does, you can <laughs> have an Does it obligation. ever get old? <laughs> I mean, no. No? Never. Of no. course not. Yeah. It never does. What yeah. keeps it fresh is it's a different audience all the time. Yeah. I know for yeah. me, because of doing a lot of funny songs, I can't wait to see people laugh. And even though I've done yeah. Going Ugly earlier, if I had boobs or whatever, a million times, to watch the laughter come and oh, kind of know when to look for it. Yeah. Just to see new people laugh. That's a, that's and a, for Steve to see people cry sometimes on some of those songs. Oh, gosh, watching you is certainly a song you. that so many people relate to. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Bill, how about you play one of those songs? Let me, let me, greener? Let me no? play something different here because you, you, you teed this up earlier and you'll oh. appreciate this, Dave. Okay. About jingles because Steve started at one point was writing mm-hmm. jingles. And uh, I'm going to play for you probably what has been the most played song for me. On the radio. Okay. Here in town. Okay. And Before we do this, though, before, yeah. Yeah, and you've said it real well, I forgot to take a break. My sponsor, my uh, oh. my host is uh, Red Circle. They sell commercials, and I just got to tell them when. So we're going to take a little break. Okay. Don't go away. we got a grinner from Bill White coming up in just a little bit. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Yeah, we're back. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. You're about to play this song, this great song. So Hits and grins. So this is the most played song Mm -hmm. of mine. Of yours. In Nashville. And Steve and I wrote this together one day. All right. Who do you call when you need a new floor? R&S Wood Flooring. Or refinish the old one that you've got. R&S Wood Flooring. R&S, R&S, R&S Wood Flooring. Customer service and satisfaction. R&S Wood Flooring. R&S Wood Flooring. R&S Wood Flooring. Right up there with watching you. The song went plywood. R and S Wood Floyd. All over the radio. So yeah, Steve, who had written jingles, called me one day and there was this contest that R and S was looking for a jingle and the winner got so much we and incidentally, we didn't get enough. If no, they're listening. We didn't get flooring, we didn't get enough. Oh uh, no. But we won the contest and they played that it's thing. To death. T V too. To death. Yeah. Oh so, my. So you wrote that. We yeah. have you to thank for that being stuck in our heads. I played the Bluebird one night, and incidentally, the three of us are playing the Bluebird this Saturday night. Oh, Good. this when this broadcast it'll be hindsight, but we're yeah, playing yeah. playing Saturday. But last time I played the Bluebird was with, with a couple of big songwriters at ASCAP night, and I was invited. Uh, Scott Stepakoff and uh, gosh, I, I, you guys would know this a young young writer who had a um, Peter Pan uh, that song, oh. which was huge at the time. Is it Casey Timmer, no. Nope. Uh, um, I'll think of it later, but I okay. love that song. And yep. so these two guys, Scott Stepakoff and his friend, who I should know, sang these enormous big hits that had just been on the radio. Mm. And uh, and when it came my turn, I sang that song <laughs> and uh, R&S Wood Flooring. And, and the young man who had just brought the house down with Peter Pan, I just saw his eyes get wide. And he goes, you wrote that song? I love that song. You know? And I said, well, I'll trade you that for Peter for Pan. Peter Pan. <laughs> No deal, huh? No deal. No deal. No deal. <laughs> not a deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not going to count that as your song, right? Oh, okay. I'll give you Come one on. more. Here. I'll give you. I'll give you the we biggest. We got to do more than a jingle. I'll, I'll give you the song that's getting the biggest reaction for me right All now. Right, let's go. And I wrote this song. I don't even know how many years ago by myself, way over 20 years ago, because I was upset that the price of gas had hit uh, two dollars a gallon, and. Uh, <laughs> 
Remember those good old days? Oh, oh, oh. so this song's never been more popular. Gas is so high right now, I saw Dolly Parton uh, ride-sharing with Jolene. It's, that's how bad it is here in Nashville. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bill. Take it away here. Whoa. <laughs> His name is Dave Linehan. Break that down. Pretty bad. Well, I think I finally figured out why gas is so damn high. It's purely geographical if you'll open your eyes. Cause there's oil down in Texas, lots of Oklahoma drills, but all the dipsticks are on Capitol Hill. Yeah. So here's to the dipsticks in Washington, D.C. with their master's degree. In proctology, they're sticking it to you, and they're sticking it to me. So here's to the dipsticks in Washington, D.C. For those of you at home, we all lifted on dipsticks. We're getting screwed at the pump for the price of gasoline. They should at least pass out blindfolds and free Vaseline. How can we take Baghdad, give Saddam the old boot, then watch the price of gas go through the roof? Hell if I know. So here's to the dipsticks in Washington, D.C. With their master's degree in proctology. They're sticking it to you, boys, they're sticking it to me. So here's to the dipsticks in Washington, D.C. When it comes time to vote, your constituency will stick it to those dipsticks in Washington, D.C. You can say amen, America, if you're listening. The issue is or issue ain't my constituency. Is ya? Is ya? Is ya? Is ya? I think it's the first time I heard constituency in a, in a song. Yeah. Might be the first time. Yeah. That's great. What a great song. A lot of truth in that. First time I heard Steve say Epiphany a minute ago, too. So, And incidentally, Victoria plays that. That's what? how talented she is. She plays an Epiphany? She plays an Epiphany. Yeah. She, she didn't bring that. Uh, no, she didn't bring it today. <laughs> too big to get in the room. Next time. Next time. It fills the whole room. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it's it does. a small dining room. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. I love it. We have a good time. Let me ask songwriter a question. Harder to write a funny song or a love song? What do you think? Victoria. Victoria. Oh. Victoria. What? Victoria. Why me? It's interesting because you can ask, I think, different <laughs> songwriters. Quiet. To, to, to me, like for Steve, I, I think guys that write big monster hits and Victoria writes such great songs. And the guys that write, yeah, I mean, really, really great songs. For some, I found my experience has been they have a little trouble writing funny songs. So I've been invited into their room sometime to help them write their funny idea because, yeah. you know, for whatever reason they think I can I can write funny. And I've had a lot of years of doing that, so I can bring something to the table, yeah. you know, there. And what he uh, does to me is I'll have a funny idea and he'll go, well, I've got a serious idea I'd like to really write. <laughs> <laughs> and we've done it and it's and, worked out really well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the other day, Bill, we wrote a love song and we wrote a funny well, song. Well, now see, Victoria in brought, day. Victoria in, brought in a funny day. idea. Here, lean in there so I can hear you. In one day. In, in one, one day. day. So we got both. Two songs. songs. One was funny and one was really, well, right. you know, kind love, of a love, like song. love song. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. I mean. Yeah. Jim yeah. McBride called me once. He had actually, talking about Lisa Schaefer, he had called Lisa Schaefer because he had a funny Christmas idea and he wanted to write it with Lisa. And Lisa said, no. She said, you don't need to write that with me. You need to call my friend Bill White. So it's the first time wow. I'd ever talked to Jim McBride. He called me at the house and said, hey, Lisa said you can write. And I've got this idea. And his idea was about, you know, this awful family at Christmas every year where somebody got arrested, mm-hmm. you know, for doing something. And, and the hook was, and it was ho, ho, ho from the po, po, pokey, you know. So that's the first time I got to write with that Hall of Fame writer, Jim wow. McBride. But as with Steve, first time, one of the first times we wrote was a funny idea that he brought to the table. Mm-hmm. But that's allowed me... To get to well, know to guys that. like that or girls like that, and then I get invited, and we can write other songs too. So, yeah. And what you'd... was the first song y'all ever wrote? I, I don't think I. Well, we're on a podcast; we can say anything. It was Steve's idea. We have this Christmas song. We actually recorded called "It's Okay to Be Gay" because it's Christmas, oh. and that was that the was gay old time. And that got me through the door with Steve. Yeah. You know, so, I gotcha. Yeah. I was working for a Christian publishing company. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we wrote it there. And we wrote it there. And you know what? We wrote that it there. That guy, one of the head guys at the time, he goes, Steve? I look around like, yeah. He goes, hey. I love that song. <laughs> that okay to be gay song. Oh my gosh. I thought you were going to say he fired you. But no, no, he liked it. Yeah, he liked it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Busy summer touring, getting all around. Huh? We all, you we're know, working on it. It's, it's funny. We all three, although we do spend a lot of time together, we all have our own lanes in our own life too. We are yeah. all each individually so yeah. busy. Yeah. Yeah. Doing other things, huh? other things. Yeah. I mean, you know, Steve's, you know, neck deep in this organization called Freedom Sing. I was going to ask you about that. It's a great uh, organization. Bill, you know, he is constantly uh, writing. You know, he's got a new publishing deal. Right. He writes at his place all the time, and I, I, um, I run, I help run uh, several companies, uh, production companies, oh. in addition to writing, and I'm also. Very involved with my horses. I do equestrian events. So wow. summers who, who don't sing were the crap. You can't get them to sing. <laughs> no, cannot. No. Yeah. No. So. no. Yeah. And she, she's down playing that production company. It's called Davenport Productions, and they do stuff everywhere. The General Jackson Showboat, that's their show, wow. and theme parks and pageants and overseas that are doing stuff. So, And it's from the ground floor up. All the scenery, all the choreography. Awesome. And Victoria can teach a lot of that stuff including dancing and choreography I'm, I'm, that's great you know, my titles are you know I'm the vice president and the music director but mm-hmm. you know if the if something else is needed you know yeah. how it is when you're running a business you have to wear all the hats you yeah. just yeah. do whatever yeah. is needed at the time and um, yeah so one of the one uh, one cool um, nugget about that is that my husband you know at, when the Gershwin uh, a state, you know, it came around that they were going to celebrate the hundred hundredth birthday of, of George Gershwin, mm-hmm. and they wanted to do something different. They didn't want to do, you know, I mean, they could do as big as they want, but they wanted an original work mm-hmm. to tour. Now you're talking, you've got Broadway people going for this. You've got, you know, and my husband wrote this amazing treatment. Mm-hmm. They called it American Rhapsody. It's a two-hour show, wow. uh, orchestra, singers, dancers, and uh, he, he got picked. Wow. So we got to go to the Gershwin Estate and do research, and it toured with, uh, you know, two buses, two trailers, big, big wow. deal. So, wow. you know, stuff like that is That is very cool. Yeah, I'd like to take a little mention to Freedom Sings USA, gonna, too, to let you my know, next know what yeah. we're up to. It's, it's uh, a cool going thing. Going to Colorado here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Going to Colorado for mm-hmm. a retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we do is we pair songwriters with veterans. I think that's so and good. And write their story. Here comes Juliette, our cat. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's all right. She takes over the table sometime. Anyway, but so, it's a great organization. Yeah, and we've we've written over 300 songs. Don Goodman, who's one of the writers on Old Red and, and yeah. Angels Among Us, he and I oh, great and Bobby Standifer mm-hmm. founded this company wow. together. Uh, we've been rolling now since 2015, um, and it's just been great. It's been such a life changer for me. Uh, because I always knew there was a war going on. You always know yeah. that, but you don't really know what the veterans have gone through, and it has really just changed my life. To, mm. And I've made great, great lifelong friends with a oh, lot yeah. of veterans. And, and that's a whole different kind of songwriting experience, too, where you're take, trying to t- honor their story that they're telling you and put it in song every, form. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, every line has to be true. I mean, we, yeah. and it has the, the only time we sign off on it is when the veteran says, okay, that's my story. Wow. And so we'll sign off on it then. But, you know, I try to, so cool. Trying mm. to come up with, you know, I'll ask them what kind of music that they like. If I came over to your house, yeah. Dave, and, and you, uh, what, if, what we listen to on your stereo, you know. Right. And a lot of times it's, you know, oh, I like blues or Creedence Clearwater. Or right. You name it. Even big band. Mm-hmm. I've done some big band songs, too. It's been amazing. My father's. Well, with your dad, yeah. Yeah, he wrote yeah. my dad's song, and he's a, he, he's a big, big, big band guy and wow. and i mean he even told me uh, when i was growing up and the beatles came along he was like see the beatles they're they're good mm-hmm. but there's no they're not anywhere near big band <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the beat and i said dad it says beat, beat. in their name yeah he oh. goes, <laughs> he says, they're good he goes they're good but they're good they don't have they don't have that big band beat that's the real beat and i get what he's saying i really yeah. do get it because yeah. uh, so. and, and i never had even thought about writing a big band song mm-hmm. 
until then. And I knew when we wrote his song, I, I knew it had to be a big band song. And so I was, we got in the studio with it, and I was showing John Conley, a great guitar player that we work with a lot. And I said, John, I'm looking for some chords here. I mean, I wrote it in regular chords. And he goes, you mean like this? And he started with jazz chords. Stuff. Yeah. And I went, yep, that's it. <laughs> and so it really turned out great. But anyway, it's a, it's a wonderful organization. Any veterans? Yes. Uh, it, it's uh, www.freedomsingsusa.org is our website. And on Freedom Sings USA on Facebook. And you can check us out and see what we're up to. And if you know anybody that would... That, feels like they'd like to tell their story and have a song made out of it. We would love to have them. We do a class every Wednesday morning. Wow. It's our national class, we call it. Um, it's at uh, 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern, depending on where you are. Um, and we, it's from 8, uh, 8.30 to 10, my, our time, Central yeah. time, and then 9.30 to 11, Eastern time. But uh, And we, we have, uh, it's just a wonderful thing. I mean, and we it have really so is. many, mm. so many people that have, uh, and they still they they keep coming back the veterans because they want it's veterans healing veterans at that point. Mm. And when they start talking, so when the mm. veterans start talking, we just get out of the way, and those guys talk and they heal each other. Yeah. The young guys talking to the Vietnam veterans, the Iraqi veterans, all that. It's just amazing. And this is a little goosebumpy while you're talking about. It. I'm looking out the window here at Dave's house, and they just they just raised the American flag at the house next door while you were talking. Wow. About that? That's pretty cool. Wow. You know, one of the other go. cool things about Seven the organization minutes. is so many great songwriters have, have participated and are still participating. But one is someone all of the country knows these days, and that's Hunter Girl, who was on American Hunter Idol. Girl, that's She's right. been a very big part of that organization. So. Yeah, she came on board go. with us probably when she was about 16. Wow. So we've been around her a lot, and... Well, of course, we everybody was going crazy when she was on American Idol and everything. And yeah, I was. And uh, it was mm. it's something else to to know her. But anyway, yeah. she's uh, yeah. That's a that's a cool thing. Yeah. We, it really is. Yeah. Give me the website again. It's www.freedomsingsusa.org. Dot org. Yeah. Check it out. It really yep. is something. Do you record this music and put it out? We out do. There? Uh-huh. Yeah, we've 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 got we got volume six in the can mm-hmm. right now because we're still great. I mean, COVID messed yeah. us up big time for a couple of years. And yeah. So we've got five volumes, and you can go on the website, and you can listen to any of the songs. Oh, that's great. Just go to the... We encourage you to do that, yeah. folks. We and really speaking do. of COVID, you ask about are we busy in touring. You know, a lot of our touring, like almost everybody else, came to a complete halt. Mm-hmm. We lost a ton of theater shows when COVID broke in the pandemic. Only some of them came back. Some of those theaters are being picked up early next year. We'll be on the road some as far away as California. So th- those kind of shows are just now starting to come back. But we always, uh, we're always scampering for gigs and, and shows, and we love everyone we play. And it's getting to be festival season, and we're a part it of is. three great songwriters festival, the Gatlinburg Songwriters Festival in August. That Victoria is a big part of, of running that. That's it's Blast cool. on the Bay in Port St. Joe, Florida in that October, like which is a great little boutique festival. And then the big one, the Granddaddy, the Frank Brown Songwriters Festival. Oh, yeah. Gulf Shores, Orange Beach in November. So all three of those are coming up in the, in the future. I'm hoping to get on to visit that this year. I am playing along. I'm going to be at the – I got selected to play – the what is it that this the used to be the smoky mountain but it's not gatlinburg songwriter 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 it's the yeah. first time awesome good for you there yes i'll be there and i didn't know i'm the good. president of the board so oh are you said, well, congratulations well thank you what they do what? they Happy they let happen. their standards down, or what? I, what they must have. It's just <laughs> they must have. I mean, look at that! <laughs> no, congratulations, that's great. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm good for you. Looking forward to it. You'll yeah. love it. Yeah, you'll Absolutely. love it. Yeah, we'll, yeah. well, let's have a song to take us out. What do you think? Uh, what do you want to do? You want to do watching you? Yeah, we might. Well, we we haven't oh. done a hit the whole time. We might ought to kind of ought to. Well, do yeah. hit then, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's do the biggest hit. Yeah. The show. Okay. Before you do this one, tell us a little bit about writing. Yeah. yeah. Good story. Yeah. Well. So Rodney Atkins um, and I, I had some friends that were managers. I'm using the quotation. They were they were manage, they're starting a management company, and they mm-hmm. called me. They're friends of mine. They called me and said, "Hey, um, we got this new artist named Rodney Atkins. Uh, would you want to write with him?" And I was like, "Well, sure." Mm-hmm. And so Rodney came over to my publishing company at the time, and we wrote a song. And I didn't know that uh, I didn't know this until we were accepting our award for watching you. That he leaned over and said, "Hey, man, do you realize you were my very first co-writer in town?" Wow! He had just gotten out of college, 
And so, and then wow. and we wrote, a, I think we wrote a good song. I couldn't, I can't remember what it is. I'm sure he couldn't either, but you know how, that's just how it is. We write a lot of songs, but yeah. then he, a few, just a few months later, next thing I know, he was on Curb Records. He got signed. And so, and then they had a few things where they'd invite the community to come out to listen to some things they were cutting so that they, you'd know what to pitch them, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I saw him at that and said, hey, and then fast forward some more time and, and I was at a hamburger place in Nashville at lunch and, and uh, he was in there. And he goes, hey, man, he goes, I'm working on a new record right now. He goes, I need to write some songs with you. And I went, okay, wow. I love that. So we wrote, um, I think we wrote eight song, eight or nine, eight songs, I think. Wow. And one of them got cut. So, I mean, that's a... That's uh, I mean, you write you have to write a lot of songs to get the good, you know, to get yeah, them. But anyway, do. so yeah. this is uh, uh, Rodney was yeah Rodney was coming in to, to the writing session and, and was telling us that that his little boy was uh, he, he called me on the phone that morning he said hey I'm gonna be a little late I got to go up to the school my little boy was singing going through fire uh, going through hell. And it hadn't been out yet. The song hadn't been out yet. Rodney was rehearsing it at home, oh, and he was noticing this little boy was singing, going through there. You know, it's like a little kid getting going. Yeah, yeah. Like a little kid getting to say that in the song. And he goes, son, tomorrow when you go to school, you cannot sing that song. <laughs> well, he called me and he says, so, he goes, Steve, yeah, my little boy was singing, going through hell at school and had the whole four-year-old class singing with him. <laughs> and so I have, to, I have to go up there and put some fires out. You know? He goes, oh, but no. I'll be there. I said, mm-hmm. man, we'll wait for you. And when he got there and told us that story, this is what came out of that. Mm. He said, I've been watching you. Dad ain't that cool. I'm your buckaroo. I want to be like you and eat all my food and grow as tall as you are. Just my boy and me With a happy meal in his booster seat Knowing that he couldn't have the toy Till his nuggets were gone A green traffic light turned straight to red I hit my brakes and mumbled under my breath His prize went flying and his orange room covered in black Then my four-year-old said a four-letter word Started with this and I said, son, where'd you learn to talk like that? He said, I've been watching you. Dad ain't that cool. I'm your buckaroo. I want to be like you and eat all my food and grow as tall as you are. We got cowboy boots and camo pants. Yeah, we're just alike. Hey, ain't we, Dad? I want to do
eat all my food and grow as tall as you are. Then I'll be strong as Superman. We'll be just like, hey, won't we, Dad? That is cool, let me tell you. To have the guy who wrote it play it around the dining room table oh, here. Thank you, man. A songwriter connection. <laughs> and you're uh, okay to back this up and sing along with it again. So that's what I love about podcasts. You can go back and listen to games. Uh-huh. Yeah, we Absolutely. do that. We hope you'll join us next time on the podcast as well. I want to thank Bill White. Thanks for having us again, Dave. Steve Dean. Dave, great to see you, brother. Victoria Veneer, amazing together as Hits and Grins. Thank, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, for thank you sir. Us. Man, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.